0: Welcome to the 5th Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Zamperin. The Ticats stormed out to a 24-0 lead in Edmonton, but then blew it, and then needed a game-ending, game-winning field goal to take down the Eskimos and become the first CFL team to clinch a playoff spot this season. Game
1: over. Continuing the tradition of bringing Tiger Cats fans together. This is the 5th Quarter on 900 CHML.
0: Hello football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the 5th quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Got to take a breath after that one. Whew! At one point the Tie were well, they were on track to destroy the Eskimos tonight. And at the end of it all, it was a doink and a win. And a monumental one at that because the Hamilton Tiger Cats in September have clinched a playoff spot. Ten and three on the season after beating the Edmonton Eskimos 30-27. Hello everyone, Rick Sampern here. We are well, we're celebrating a couple of things. As I mentioned, a playoff clinching victory, a win after what started out. Looking like a blowout win for the Cats, they find a way on a game-winning, no time left, off the upright and in field goal by Liram Haralahu, one of the stars of tonight's game, and a few stars for the Ticats this evening. Speaking of stars, we're going to all vote for our player of the game tonight. At 905 645 3221 9900 on your cell phone. You can also cast your vote by sending me an email. That email address is rick at 900CHML.com. You can also tweet, use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM 900CHML or at Rick Zamprin. And there is yet another way you can cast your vote for Player of the Game, and that is by going. On to CHML's Facebook page, looking at my ugly mug and saying, Hey, Rick, I vote for said player or coach or fans or whatever you like. We've had a variety of uh, different winners over the past several years. Tweets are coming in, emails flying fast and furious. The lines are open again. Star 9900 on your cell. You can also call 905 six four five three two two one. Before we get to that, Dane Evans had an incredible first quarter, and, and that is not an understatement. It was an unbelievable first quarter. This offense looked like well, the offenses of the Danny Mac era. I mean, they were chucking the ball deep time and time again. Dane Evans to Brandon Banks. I know it was a, a quick out pass, but Speedy B took it forty-two yards to the house, and it's eight nothing. Dane Evans to Marcus Tucker on a forty-one yard bomb, and it's fifteen to nothing. Evans to Braylon Addison on a seventy-six yard long bomb, twenty-one to nothing. Tie Cats with the lead after the first quarter. Absolutely remarkable. Second quarter, not a lot of scoring. Cats kick a field goal to go up 24 to nothing. And the Eskimos, just before halftime, get a touchdown as Logan Kilgore, who was starting for Trevor Harris, who's out with an upper body injury, finds DeVaris Daniels for a touchdown, so it's 24-7 at halftime. Ticats fans are feeling fine. Yeah, the Eskimos got a little bit of momentum in that second quarter. But that first half was all Hamilton. Third quarter, a much different story. And this is where things started to get hairy for the black and gold. Because Haralahu misses a 48-yard field goal. And Christian Jones returns it 100 yards To the Ty Cats, fifteen. Edmonton ends up getting three points off that missed field goal. Sean White connects on a twenty-two yarder. It's now twenty-four to ten. Okay, Ty Cats still leading. We're okay. We're in the driver's seat. But hold on, Dane Evans fumbles as he gets sacked. Matthew Betts with the forced fumble. Mike Moore the fumble recovery. At the Hamilton 35, and then it's Kilgore to Ellingson on a 32-yard TD, and it's 24-17. And Ticats fans from coast to coast and around the world, as we know, are now feeling the heat. It was 24-0, it's now 24-17 going into the fourth quarter. Three minutes into that fourth period, Kilgore runs in for a one-yard touchdown. We are tied at 24, and that 24 to nothing lead in the second quarter has evaporated. But the Tie Cats aren't done. lahu hits a 38-yarder. It's 27-24. Jamal Roll gets his second interception of the ball game. But the Tie Cats on offense just can't soak up the clock and and put the final nail into the Eskimos' coffin. So the Esks get the ball back, and Sean White drills a 48-yard field goal. We're tied again, 27-27, with 35 seconds to go. But it ain't over until it's over. And it was over with zeros on the clock when Harulahu strikes a 34-yard field goal off the upright and in with donuts on the clock and the Ticats win 30 to 27. Whew! That was a ball game. Milestone as well in this football game is Simone Lawrence hit the 500 defensive tackle milestone. He's got 475 of those with the Tiger Cats. And uh, the all time leader in a Ticats uniform. Is going to be honored in a couple of weeks when his name goes up on the wall of honor, and that is Rob Hitchcock. He has the all-time franchise lead with 484 defensive tackles between 1995 and 2006. There was also a play as well involving Simone Lawrence in this football game, as he's called for unnecessary roughness, on a late hit on Logan Kilgore. Now, it wasn't as vicious as the Zach Calero said— But it was in the same vein. Kilgore is practically on the turf, and Lawrence gives him an extra shot. An unnecessary hit, thus the unnecessary roughness penalty. Now, there was one thing that I vehemently disagreed with with the TV crew. And that they had implied that, you know, the officials, the CFL have Lawrence on their radar. And I don't think that is necessarily true, even though he was given a two-game suspension. I don't think that's necessarily true that Samori Lawrence is on the CFL's radar. I don't think the officials on the field, and you're probably rolling your eyes now, but I don't think they're looking at number 21 in black and gold and saying, all right, we're just going to wait for him to do something dumb, and then we'll flag it. No, it doesn't matter what number is on that individual's jersey, whoever is hitting the quarterback late is going to get called. It just happened to, again, be Simone Lawrence tonight. And that can't happen. Now, I will doubt he's going to get suspended again. If he does, one game's probably enough. But then you're probably thinking, well, he's a repeat offender. He's already been suspended. He's already gotten a two-game ban. He should be tossed for three games, maybe four. I have a feeling this one's just going to be a fine. That's just that's just my gut telling me. Again, it's early Saturday morning, and my gut might be a little awry. But uh, that's what I'm thinking. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Tycats victorious tonight. Chime in with your thoughts on tonight's football game. You can email me your thoughts and vote for your player of the game. The email address is rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at ricksamperin.com. At AM 900 CHML, we're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in with your thoughts there as well. If you haven't done so already, go to, well, wherever you download your favorite podcast, whether that's Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Download the fifth quarter podcast. Relive some of the exciting episodes of weeks or years gone by. And uh, continue to download them as the season progresses and we'll be here hopefully knock on wood all the way to the great cup that'd be fun tie cats the first 10 win team in the cfl this season 10 and 3 they've clinched a playoff spot that's the first team to do so even though i'm looking at the updated cfl standings online here it doesn't have the little doesn't have the little x next to the tie cats it's a good feeling, though. I mean, we're not even in October yet, and this team is playoff bound. Well, when's the last time we could say that? Let's go to the emails, and Alan has chimed in with his thoughts. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. Man! A couple of exclamation points. The last quarter I was having a nervous breakdown. I need an Ativan after that game. What a game. A win is a win is a win. We were up 21 nothing. It was actually 24 And then the second half, we were dead. That last quarter, we found a way to win. This was a game we couldn't let get away from us, like last week against Calgary. Player of the game has to be Frankie Williams. He can kick return, and he is an outstanding corner who has played well all night. Runner-up Braylon Addison, he had some key catches that kept us alive and put us in field goal range at the end. I can breathe now. I feel sick. OMG. Go Cats go. That email from Allen out in St. Catharines. So player of the game for Frankie Williams. Frankie Williams had a darn good ball game tonight. Let me give you his statistical information. Frankie Williams, where are you? Frankie? I think I just blitzed right by you. I did. Uh, five defensive tackles at that one interception uh, very early on in the ball game at the uh, Edmonton 41-yard line. And it turned into a seven points for the Ticats, who went up 15 to nothing after Frankie's pick. He continues to be a more than effective special teams guy, as he did quite well returning punts and kickoffs tonight. So Frankie Williams on the board for a player of the game vote. We have a host of other emails and tweets coming in, Facebook messages, hopefully flowing fast. And the lines are open at 905 645 3221 star 9900 on yourself. We'll continue here on the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML.
1: The dust has settled. Time to break it down. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML.
0: Welcome back. Rick Samprin here. Big Cats win tonight 30-27, the final score in Edmonton as the Tiger Cats take game one against the Eskimos in their season series. The next game will come in a couple of weeks' time. So the Cats are in Winnipeg next week, Friday, September the 27th. It's a 9.30 start. uh, Or, pardon me, an 8.30 start. And uh, the following week, Friday, October the 4th, the Tiger Cats will host the Eskimos. And uh, I think that's the uh, Rob Hitchcock Wall of Honor game in which his name is uh, unveiled on the upper echelon of Tim Hortons Field, much like Ricky Ray tonight. As he was inducted into the Eskimos Wall of Honor. And he had a fantastic speech as well at halftime. Very emotional, uh, obviously very um, accomplished individual, but really thankful for his time in Edmonton. And uh, he had had really two careers. His career in Edmonton, in which he won a couple of Grey Cups, and his career in Toronto, in which he won a couple of Grey Cups. The only quarterback, starting quarterback, uh, to lead his team to four Grey Cup victories. Uh, Future Hall of Famer, first ballot in my opinion, no doubt about that. A wonderful individual as well and a great ambassador for this football league. Jim on Twitter says, well, sometimes you have to be lucky to be good. Bank shot for the win, Cats clinch a playoff berth in September, and the ghost of last week was exercised. Hashtag, am I really supposed to be able to sleep after that? Hashtag Oski Wee wee and hashtag fifth quarter. That is a pretty good hashtag. I'm not sure how anyone can catch some Z's after that adrenaline-fired-up victory by the Ticats. 905-645-3221 is the phone number to call to cast your ballot for player of the game to give your thoughts on tonight's Ticats win in Edmonton. You can also use star 9900 on your cell. Daver on Twitter. Uh, uh, Rick Amprin says, Gotta hand it to the Esks. They played hard and came back, but a win is a win. Playoffs clinched. Player of the game, Frankie Williams. I'd like to see Sutton get into the game and Coombs move to receiver in Jones' spot. Bennett and Sutton would be tough to handle. Uh, no doubt about it. They almost have the same kind of body type. Very physical, punishing runners. Uh, if you go in to tackle these guys, Bennett and Sutton will make you pay. And they're tough to bring down. So Frankie Williams leading the vote-getting at 2. My player of the game, I originally had Braylon Addison. And not just for that uh, great catch towards the end of the ball game, but he had a, a phenomenal game, not only statistically, but really uh, the Eskimos could not handle Braylon Addison tonight. He had uh, four catches for 126 yards and one touchdown at 76-yard Long bomb. He also carried the ball four times for 29 yards. However, he's not my player of the game. He's going to get an honorable mention, and so will Frank- Frankie Williams get an honorable mention for me. The player of the game for me is Dane Evans. And I know he had a phenomenal first quarter, and I know he was okay for the rest of the game. Certainly did not have a good third quarter. But the first quarter, and maybe most importantly, his hold on the game-winning field goal. I'm not sure if you saw the replay, but it was a low snap in the dirt. He had to catch, reposition, put that ball on the tee for howarlahu to kick the game-winning field goal. Dane Evans going to get my player of the game vote tonight. 905 645 3221 star on your cellular device. You can email rick at 900CHML.com. Send us a note. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at rickzamprin or at AM 900CHML. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page, and we have some messages flowing in. This one from Chuck, who writes How about those Tie Cats? Big win. Almost let that one slip away. But good teams find ways to win. Player of the game is Williams, so Frankie Williams with another vote. Brad says, should never have been that close. Kudos to Edmonton making halftime adjustments. Evans has improved his long ball with a happy face emoji. Williams, player of the game, he was everywhere tonight. Sometimes I thought there was more than one of him. Frankie Williams with a more than solid ball game tonight. James on CHML's Facebook page says, I can breathe now. With a, I think it's the sweaty emoji. I think it's the sweaty emoji. He was he was sweating buckets. And Jeff writes, nice recovery from Dane Evans on that bad snap. No doubt about it. One of the keys to tonight's ball game. That Dane Evans scooping the ball out of the dirt on the game-winning field goal. Ed on email, rick at 900chml.com, says, hi, Rick. Glad we won, but there is a lot of video to be reviewed. How to keep focused for four quarters. Player of the game, Roll for the game-saving interception. Team is hard to put your finger on it. Hope they solve it. All the best, Ed. Go, Ticats. Go. Uh, Jamal Roll with a vote for player of the game, and I thought he'd get a little more love because of the two picks. Didn't have any defensive tackles tonight, and the one pick towards the end of the game, uh, at the Hamilton 17, I was thinking when Kilgore threw that up, I was thinking two things. Number one, don't let the Edmonton receiver catch it. And number two, don't commit a pass interference penalty. Because, And I was thinking more the latter, because it was like a punt. Kilgore just heaved it up, praying that Roll was going to commit a defensive pass interference call, and he didn't. And uh, we're all glad that he did not. And not only did he not... But he also uh, got the interception as well. So yes, Ticats clinch a playoff spot with tonight's thirty to twenty-seven win over the Edmonton Eskimos. Now ten and three tops not only in the East but in the entire CFL. Edmonton, by the way, falls to six and seven. The Cats are going to host a playoff game now for the sixth time in the last seven seasons, and that's pretty darn special, no doubt about it. Uh, that Eastern semifinal. We'll go November 10th, the East Final. November 17th, both kickoffs will be just after 1 o'clock at Tim Warren's Fields. However, it shakes down. I don't see them hosting the East Semi. I think it'll be the East Final. Slam dunk, hands down. Back to Twitter we go, and Mike at Rick Samprin says, player of the game, Williams, really glad Evans has started finding that deep ball. If they can learn how to show up for all four quarters, then the Grey Cup is ours. And and that's really the mark of a championship team, isn't it? A team that can maybe take a couple of series off offensively or defensively, struggle at certain points of the game, because you're never going to get a perfect ball game. You're never going to get a team that the quarterback makes all his throws, the running back breaks every tackle and scores a touchdown, uh, the receivers catch every football, the defenders make every tackle, uh, the, the special teams you know run every kickback or, or kick every field goal. There's never going to be a perfect game. But those championship caliber teams find a way, as did the Ticats tonight, that when they do have those rough patches during a ballgame, they're able to recover. They're able to find a different gear, another level to uh, get those two points at the end of the day. Allen writes on Twitter, at Rick Samprint, our wide receivers were speeding past Edmonton's safeties tonight after beating them twice in the first. It looked as, they, uh, as though they put their security blanket back on Evans. We went deep once after that first quarter, just missing the mark. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Hashtag fifth quarter. I will partly agree with you, Alan. I think the other thing that happened there is that Edmonton was cognizant of the, of the fact that they were getting hammered on the deep ball. And uh, I think they made some adjustments, or at least I know they made some adjustments after looking at uh, how they were lining up defensively. Um, so you got to give a little bit of credit to Edmonton. But, yes, uh, the Ticats did not stretch the field as they did in the first quarter. And they did not test the Edmonton DBs and safeties um, beyond that first quarter, really, with with any of the deep balls. And I think that goes back to maybe the comfortability with Dane Evans' long ball. Although, boy, oh, boy, it was working early on tonight. Jeff on CHML's Facebook page says, nice recovery from Dane. Oh, I read that one from Dane Evans on his bad snap. Uh, Mara says... Playoffs clinched! A couple of exclamation points. Bill on CHML's Facebook page says Frankie Williams easily the player of the game, and shout out to Laram Haralahu for the game winner. Ugly finish, but a wins a win. Let's go! And Ruth writes, listening at the Vegas airport. What a great win! Great way to end my Vegas adventure. Ruth, we're glad you survived the late the Vegas adventure, and happy to have you come back home to Hamilton. On uh, the same night, the Ticats enjoy a 30-27 to win over the Edmonton Eskimos. Alicia on Twitter, always believe in our cats. They got this. Great Cup 2019. A couple of football emojis, a couple of Ticats emojis. I, I, We're always going to believe in the Ticats. But it's games like this that really test our belief, isn't it? Because, you know, we can see some of this stuff coming. You know, they're up 24 to nothing, and Edmonton starts to chip away, and we're all thinking, oh, here we go again. And when they tied it at 24, then when they tied it at 27, there's a little bit of us. I think we're all the same. There's a little bit, there's that little feeling where we're all thinking, oh, no, it's going to be one of those losses. But tonight, the Ticats got the job done. When we come back, more of your Facebook messages, your tweets, your emails, and hopefully some phone calls tonight. Is this going to be the first ever fifth quarter without a phone call? Wow, could be a record-breaking edition of the fifth quarter. Hey, it's powered by Eastgate Ford, and you're listening to 900 CHML.
1: Another game is in the books. You're listening to the fifth quarter on 900 CHML.
0: Welcome back. Rick Sanfran here. 1 a.m. in the morning, and we're talking Thai Cats, 30 to 27, Hamilton, over Edmonton tonight. Ten and three now for the Tabbies. The Esks under five hundred. They're now six and seven. And with the win tonight, the Ticats have officially clinched a playoff spot postseason. Here we come. And if playoff games are as exciting as tonight's, wow. We might need those defibrillators all over Tim Hortons field because <laughs> boy did they ever test us tonight, didn't they? Next game for the tie Cats in Winnipeg, Friday, September the twenty seventh. Kickoff is at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be on the air uh, in and around eleven thirty that night. I mentioned Dane Evans' incredible first quarter a little while ago. He was seven of eight in that first quarter. He threw for one hundred ninety-seven yards and three touchdowns. Then he got into that funk. He had a couple of turnovers. The offense really wasn't moving. Until the fourth quarter in which, you know, they needed a, key, a couple of key first downs and they finally got it. And they ultimately won the football game. So those are the positives. The negatives continue to be, now come playoff time, if, if these, you know, offensive follies or, or challenging quarters come about, and the opposition takes advantage of that and scores some serious points. You know, is this team able to recover? Now we haven't really seen the tie cats down 21 or 24 nothing this season. What happens if that happens? I don't want to think about it, but I'm thinking about the ifs. I'm thinking about the what ifs. And we certainly don't want to see that, but just got to figure the odds of going through a whole season without that happening are pretty slim. I'll also say this. The Ticats, and this was in my blog from earlier today at 900CHML.com, or I guess it would have been yesterday. Uh, The Ticats are the only team in the CFL this season that have not lost back-to-back games. How incredible of a stat is that? We're nearly in October, and they have not lost two games in a row. That is also the mark of a really good team. Uh, on CHML's Facebook page, in which we're broadcasting, Brad writes, October 4th is the Wall of Fame game and the 99 Great Cup team uh, reunion also on that uh, night. And yes, that's the night that Rob Hitchcock uh, gets immortalized in the Ticats Wall of Honor, as did Ricky Ray tonight with the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, Bill also on CHML's Facebook page says, Dane Evans did a great job just enough as a former backup in order to get the win. He gets an honorable mention as well for player of the game. And one more message from Bill. Super excited we got this win tonight. Win's a win. We're in the playoffs. Let's roll and finally get this cup. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's why why they're playing this game, aren't they? Jimmy V on uh, CHML's Twitter feed. Not all wins are going to be pretty, but they still count the same. Oski Weewee. Yes, a win's a win's a win. And the Ticats got the job done tonight. And Jake on Twitter, at Rick Samprin says, Who do you sit when Delvin comes back? Frankie got to stay in for sure. Brooks quiet but consistent. Roll also playing well. Great problems to have. That, <laughs> that's an amazing problem to have. Remember the days when we'd talk about the cat secondary, and uh, we were all like, huh they got to get some better players. Well, now that they have some good players, maybe they have too many players. Because Delvin Bro is uh, out of action, still on the six-game injured list. So Jamal Rule is at one cornerback position, Frankie Williams at the other. They've both worked well. They've both played well. If Cariel Brooks and Richard Leonard at the halfback spots, again, two guys that have played really well, and Tunde Delicate at the safety position – I don't have any issues with him, too. Physical guy, young guy, he's got good speed, great coverage skills. Um, You can make, I think, the safe comments that this team right now does not need Delvin Bro. And that's astonishing to say. But the way they're playing, just keep on motoring on. Hey, I'd love to have Delvin on the field. But I like the cohesion back there. I like that they're making plays. I like that they're forcing turnovers. It's all good. Don't mess with it right now. All right, I was getting a little worried, you know, early Saturday morning that no one was going to call into the fifth quarter. But the calls are now flooding in. I think I just maybe had to mention that. There's never been a fifth quarter without a phone call. Maybe back in the day. But not tonight, because we have a trio of callers calling in Jack, Ron, and Kevin. So let's start at the top of the deck. And Kevin has called into the fifth quarter. Kevin, good morning.
2: Good morning, Rick. It seems like the only time I talk to you is when there's an ugly game. Well, that's okay. (laughs) I know you're lonely, so I had to call you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: All right. So, Dane, he gets my player of the game right off the top. The way he grabbed that football off the turf and set it up for the kick to do the rebound off the goal post. That was awesome.
0: That—that that Yeah, that sealed it for me.
2: Yeah. And uh, we'll go back to the offense. I think they fell into that trap of, yeah, we got 24-point lead and coast here because Edmonton is a bad team. And guess what? Bad teams become good teams when they, they sense that you're slacking off and they ate their lunch in the second half. Um, The one thing I was impressed with was the lack of penalties on Hamilton. They kept their cool for a change. Because the last time we had an ugly game, it was really ugly when it came to penalties. Um, Except for that alleged late hit by Lawrence, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, You talked about the defense. Their pursuit after their players got through the first line of defense was good tonight. Some good uh, open field tackles. I was impressed. And I still see that ugly crossover happening from the West.
0: And it might be Edmonton. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, I see uh, Hamilton is the first one to clinch a playoff uh, berth. First time in a long time. Um, if they keep their heads on straight, and I know they will because they have the coaching, they got a lot of guys back. Steinhauer, he's got both sides of the football. They could win the Grey Cup again. They just have to keep their heads in the game for the whole time. Don't slack off. You you talked about them taking a few plays off. You can't do that at this level, or you're going to get smoked. That's just my opinion.
0: Great, a great call. Appreciate the call, Kevin. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for breaking the goose egg on the telephone calls. Matthew on CHML's. Twitter feed. A huge win for the Ticats tonight. Happy we clinched a playoff spot, but we really need to work on being more consistent throughout the game. My player of the game goes to Frankie Corporate One. That's his Twitter handle, Frankie Williams, because he had a big game. Yes, he did. Big game for Frankie Williams tonight, and uh, he gets another vote for player of the game. Back to CHML's Facebook page, in which we're broadcasting tonight. Dan writes, a win is win. Dan Partou says Calgary also showed some weakness. Yes, they did. And Bill says, let's not kid ourselves. We got a good football team here, and it's looking like we got a date with destiny. Let's pick her up, (laughs) in all caps. Uh, And Mark writes, this team is for real. They aren't going to fold under pressure. And let's hope they don't. Because in that win-or-go-home scenario come playoff time, the stress uh, hits a fever pitch it is not, not more difficult to execute but there are many more distractions we all know the pressure's on and the players know that if they don't win the game, that's it, the season is over so everything just gets ratcheted up come playoff time every play is more important than the next Stephen in Penticton, B.C., emailing the show, Rick at 900CHML.com. Greetings, Rick. I was a bit worried about our Cats at the end of the third quarter, but they pulled out the win, and a win is a win. Now lead the CFL with 20 points. I have to give player of the game to Frankie Williams. He was everywhere tonight. Next up, Winnipeg. Sure is great to be a Cats fan. And, yes, he do. It is. Ron is called into the fifth quarter. Ron, how are you?
1: Grah, I I'm going to be up most of the night, I'll tell you.
0: Sounds I, like you're beside yourself.
1: Uh very much so. Uh my player of the game is definitely the quarterback uh Evans look out the rest of the league. Uh he's coming into his own, okay? Uh yeah, Williams is second. Uh, he was all over the field. Uh, <laughs> the guys were, uh, that I was with watching it in our lounge in our building, uh, were, uh, belt me on the head because I was predicting the place and, uh, I was pretty much into it. Um, what can I say? Uh, every time I see a game, okay, against a Western team. Uh, it's cardiac cats,
0: but it's fun to watch too.
1: Uh, oh, it is, but the tension—it's uh, just insurmountable.
0: How do you how do you deal with it?
1: Uh, I I'm up here in my apartment. Okay, slowly calming down. Uh, my blood pressure's got to be way up.
0: But but during the game, are you yelling at the TV? Are oh, you throwing yes, things around?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, on the average, there's five of us. Okay, for every game, uh, whether it's away or at home, and uh, we're uh, we're screaming at the players, uh, even though they can't hear us. They somehow come through. Uh, they have, um, this, I cannot remember a season past, uh, as well done as this one. Um, considering that Evans, okay. has come in cold and he's improving every game. Uh, you can't falter him short. Okay. Uh, He's taken control, yes. Uh, he's, there's still a few things that need to be straightened around, but the team as a whole, they are awesome.
0: Yeah, they are playing very well. Ron, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend.
1: You too, Rick, and thanks.
0: I think we all act the same as fans when things are not going right we're yelling at the tv we're throwing things around yelling at players they have they they can't hear us and we know they can't hear us but it's we have to get it off our chest we have to say the things that we want to say and we would never say it to their face hey such and such i mean that was a horrible ball game and you screwed up this that and the other thing No, we want to be supportive but when things are going awry, when you're blowing a 24 to nothing lead, you're pulling your hair out. And you just, you just want to throw darts all over the place. Jim on Twitter writes, uh, They just keep making it tougher and tougher on themselves. A whole new level of winning ugly. Player of the Game Evans for not giving up. After a lousy second half, and for saving a bad snap at the end, let's do this differently next week, okay, guys? <laughs> no, I'm I'm for doing this again. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, if the Tie Cats are up twenty-four nothing, and the final score is twenty-four nothing, yeah, it's a great win, and it's still a win. But when it's ex- as exciting as it was tonight, I just think that me- that makes the the victory that much more special. Maybe that's just me. Back to the phones we go. Jack is hanging on the line. Hey, Jack, how are you?
3: I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I agree with you, Rick, uh, uh, that Evans is the player of the game. Uh, I listened to the game, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think they're going to win the great this year. I really do. They seem to, uh, you know, get knocked around, but they, they come back. And, you know, last week they should have won. I mean, how often is a uh, is field goal blocked? Very, rare.
0: Yeah, once so, in a blue moon, right?
3: Exactly so. I mean, they're going to they're gonna win the Great Cup. But the, the one thing, I, you know what I'm worried about? It's Montreal. I don't know why, but there's something about the L O S that, that worries me. With uh, and, and until we play them, I hope we don't meet them in the Eastern Finals because it's a one-game thing and anything can happen. But uh, if they get by, if they get into the Great Cup, I think they're going to win it. I, really well,
0: do. I don't. I don't think you're going out on a limb, and that is a pretty good, you know, projection. Uh, and, and who know? In a one game scenario, even if they are playing Montreal in the East final, uh, and they win that game, I think whoever they play in the Grey Cup, that's that's just going to be an exciting affair. And I, I think the Thai Cats will be well suited to win that game.
3: I, I, I agree with you. I, I, you know, they they get. They come out like gangbusters. They get knocked around later on, and somehow they, they, they come out ahead. And I'm bullish on this team, but honestly, I am worried about the LLX. And I don't know why, and maybe I'm crazy, or I don't, I don't know anything about football, but that team does worry me. And I, and I wish to God we'd never let go of learning that. <laughs> anyway, you know, uh, the other thing is, is uh, I uh, was reading an article today about uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli and we should we move on from him? And you know what? I think I would. I I, I like this
0: the seventh guy. I really do. And well, that that is a, a discussion that the team's going to have to have uh, in the offseason. Jim, pre- or uh, Jack, appreciate the call and, and enjoy the rest of the weekend.
3: Okay, you too, man. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, with the Jeremiah Mazzoli situation, that is. I mean, those conversations, at least behind the scenes, are happening right now. You know what do we do with Jeremiah Masoli? Do, do we bring him back off the ACL injury and an ACL injury these days is not a career ender. It's not like it was, you know, in the 60s and 70s you go under uh, you undergo knee surgery and you know your career is really in jeopardy. Nowadays it's it's not as, you know, simple as, uh, you know, taking tonsils out, but still guys come back and they are as effective, or pretty darn close to what they have been. Now, not everyone's the same, but modern science has saved a lot of careers. When we return, still more emails, tweets, and Facebook messages coming in. And there's still some time for you to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Vote for your player of the game. Give me your thoughts on tonight's exciting Ty cats win over the Edmonton Eskimos, 30-27 to 27 on a last-second game-winning field goal by Luram Haralahu. The fifth quarter continues on 900 CHML.
1: Black and gold on the hunt for gray. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML.
0: Welcome back. Last go-round here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Tiger Cats 30, Eskimos 27 on a uh, game winning field goal by Lurum Haralahu with no time left on the clock. A low snap. Dane Evans scoops it up, puts it on the tee. Haralahu boots it in the air. It goes off the upright and in as the Cats win by three after blowing a 24 0 lead in the second quarter. The Eskimos roar all the way back to tie it early in the fourth, and the Cats find a way to win their 10th ball game. The first and only 10 victory team in the Canadian Football League. And the league has just updated its standings online. And yes, that little star is now on Hamilton. And that indicates a playoff berth has been clinched. Cats will do it uh, one more time against the Blue Bombers next week in Winnipeg, this time at IG Field. Kickoff is at 8.30 on Friday, September the 27th. We will be on the air in and around 11.30 that night. Elsewhere around the CFL this week, there was a game earlier today in which the Calgary Stampeders won yet again 23-16 over the Toronto Argonauts. And lo and behold, Calgary is now tied with Winnipeg for first in the West Division, although the Bombers have a game in hand, and that game comes Later on today, Saturday afternoon, as they take on the Alouettes in Montreal, and uh, BC and Ottawa will duke it out in the back half of today's doubleheader. So out west, Winnipeg's nine and three; uh, they have the upper hand on Calgary, at least in terms of winning percentage. But they both have 18 points. Saskatchewan is next at eight and four, a couple of points back. Edmonton's at six and seven. BC's at two and ten. And then in the east, of course, the Cats ten and three. Montreal 6 and 5, Ottawa 3 and 9, and the Argonauts after losing today are 2 and 10. Bill on CHML's Facebook page writes, "It's night like the nights like these, why I love Canadian football. You guys got a great game. Don't let anyone kid you. The CFL is probably one of the most exciting leagues in the sport." of gridiron football. And Mike writes, the difference with this year's team is we are winning these close games. In the past, we seem to lose a lot of games by a touchdown or less. And that is very true as well. This team this year has found uh, a few times how to win those football games that in years past they would lose. Season opener was a great example against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. In years past, they would just find a way to lose a crummy game like that. Or in Week 5, they wouldn't storm back to beat the Calgary Peters at home. Or, you know, Masoli goes down against the Blue Bombers and, you know, the, the whole entire team is deflated. Instead, the defense rallies around Dane Evans and they pull out that victory against the Blue Bombers. That massive rally, fourth quarter rally over the BC Lions. You know, the Labor Day... Rally in which the Argos had taken that lead and the Ticats said, no, not on our turf. We're going to win this football game. Now, last week in Calgary was just one of those fluky, kind of, you know, end-of-game block field goals that you're going to see once in a generation. It just happened to happen against the Ticats. This team could be 11-2, and really. I mean, last Last week was one of those winnable games. They don't turn the ball over against the Stamps. They win that football game. No doubt in my mind. Richard on Twitter, at Rick Zamprin, writes, Frankie Williams played the game as he was everywhere. What a stressful second half. I'm glad the defense still had it at the end. We need to try to work on the run game when we have a lead like we did. Now, the last couple of runs uh, from Bennett were good. I mean, head down, plowed forward, got five, six, seven, eight yards, put the game pretty much away, you know, gave – Haralahu, a shorter field goal to work with. So, I mean, the run game is there. The Ticats didn't run the ball a lot tonight, at least with one individual. They gave six guys carries tonight. Addison, four for 29 yards. Bennett, six for 19. Coombs, three for 12. Watford, three for 10. Evans, three for eight. And Banks, one carry for three yards. I mean, that's an incredible amount of players. The uh, The Eskimos had two ball carriers tonight. Logan Kilgore, the quarterback, was one of them. Six carries for 15 yards. And C.J. Gable eleven carries for forty-five yards. Otherwise, uh, they did not run the football. Kilgore, by the way, uh, finished tonight twenty-two of thirty-six, two hundred twenty-three yards, two TDs, three interceptions, and his main target throwing the football was also C.J. Gable four carry or four catches for fifty-two yards. Ellingson had three for fifty, including that touchdown. Dane Evans finishing off tonight twenty-two of thirty for three hundred thirty-six yards. Three TDs, one interception. Addison, I mentioned four catches for a buck twenty-six and a TD. Banks, five catches for seventy-two yards and a touchdown. And Tucker, three catches for fifty-four yards and a TD. I should mention Jalen Ackland as well. He had five catches tonight for fifty-one yards. Back to Twitter we go, and this message coming in from Alberts. Uh, He has a question. How do officials not call this no-yards penalty? It was a key point of the game. I sent the pick out earlier to CFL Ops telling them it's things like this that make Ticat fans furious with the refs. There was a similar non-call earlier in the game. And he's got a couple of pictures, which I really can't share with you on the radio because they're kind of hard to describe. On radio, Back to email we go, and uh, we had a couple of emails still coming in. This one from John, who writes, Hi, Rick. Team played well. Evans played exceptionally well. I take offense to the poor sportsmanship continuously displayed by Jason Moss. He never looks professional. Why do they keep showing his poor attitude on TV? Well, I, I will say this. Jason Moss, uh, you know, former Ticat uh, back in the day, uh, he's a very professional guy when things are not going awry, if I can say that. So, you, know, you interview him before a game or, or even after a game, he's he's going to be as professional as possible. During the game, he just wears his emotions on his sleeve. That's just my opinion, knowing what I know uh, uh, about interviewing him in, in years past. He's just one of those guys that just lets everything kind of flow out during the game. He was, he was like that as a quarterback as well. Never, never hides his emotion, that's for sure. Angelo on email says uh, While it wasn't pretty, the Tiger Cats prevailed. Once again, the tale of two halves with this group gives Tie Cats Nation a nail biting finish. I thought defensively we lost the momentum gradually but made a stop when we needed to. I thought offensively Condell could have called better plays in the second half, should have utilized banks and Addison Moore. Good to see the refs let them play tonight as these guys clearly don't like each other. A split in Alberta. Let's take that and get out of town. Player of the game, Evans, Big Ange from the Creek. Philly Filski on email says, Hey Rick, what's up with the Ticats' propensity as of late, especially the offense of falling asleep in the second half and also playing down to yet another backup QB? That game should have been over after the first half. If not... Then after that, roll interception with under two minutes left. Haralahu makes me very nervous. I knew that kick for all the marbles would not come without drama. That guy seems to take something considered routine and turn it into a challenge. TyCats better be ready for a more stellar team in Winnipeg next week. Player of the game is Williams. Take care. That email from Philly Filski. Well, our player of the game voted by you, the fans, is Frankie Williams. And our fifth quarter fan of the night is Ruth who's celebrating a return trip from Vegas and not only has, I'm sure, some uh, coins in her jeans, but a Ticats victory to celebrate as well. 30-27, to 27, the final in favor of Hamilton tonight for William Weber. My name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of the night here on 900CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.